0: I'm Kyle Mylan, and after 20 years in manufacturing, nobody knows more than me about industrial marketing and technical sales. That's right. It's time for us to go back live twice a week. So today is Wednesday's show. without further ado, we'll jump into it. Today's topic is how to blow up your Q4. So Q4, I've been an industrial for 22 years. That's all that I know. A lot of times what happens is people get into Q4 and sales and marketing people the same can become a little bit complacent. Like you're just trying to ride the waves throughout the beginning part of the year. To get through Q4, you've got multiple breaks with Thanksgiving. A lot of you guys are shutting down for the the week and a half between Christmas and New Year's. And it's like, I just want to get through this year. It wasn't a great year for some of you guys and you want to get through it. and, And I'm going to set goals starting January 1st. And I'm here to tell you that that strategy and that tactic does not need to work like that. You can still look at Q4 on a quarterly basis. This still can be your biggest year, but you have to have a strategy and be able to execute it on a consistent basis. Otherwise you're going to look up and it's going to be, After Thanksgiving, you're like, shoot, I should have done this, I should have done that. You don't want to be living with regret. The first thing you want to look at is be realistic and understand that the the year is not over yet. You still have three months left. A lot of activity can happen. If you're selling industrial services, you still can get suppliers to add you as a vendor. You still can pitch to people. They might be planning for their 2023 budget. That does not mean that that ship has sailed. They may be looking for a solution right now. So don't just think... Everybody I talk to now is going to be looking at 2023. You may be even thinking like, well, Kyle doesn't know my industry, and in my industry, stuff takes time. Yes, I know. I've been in those industries before where the sales process, the marketing process could take 6, 12, 18, 24 months to close somebody, but you never know. So don't make that assumption and look at it from the standpoint. The next call you make, the next email you send, the next trade show you go to, the next meeting that you have, that person may be looking to add you as a supplier, add you as a vendor, Give a shot at your solution to their problem right now, next week, in 20 days. Have to look at it from that standpoint. With that being said, you also have to look at it from the standpoint that you're planning for the 2023. Instead of waiting until 2023 to start this onslaught of activity and really start boosting it up, you may be able to do things now that January 6th, January 8th, you've got a new client. So you have to look at it as this is not time to slow down. If anything, for most of you guys out there... This is time to speed it up, kick it into overdrive and really push as hard as possible in Q4 because that is going to set the tone for the next 12 months. Even if you're like my next 12 months, like we're booked, our facility is booked at capacity for next year, plan for 2024. It's all about building those relationships, establishing that trust. So Q4 is extremely important from that standpoint. The next topic we're going to talk about is your goals and measuring those goals. What are your goals? What were your goals for the year? Were they a little bit weak? Were you being a little bit reasonable with your goals? Or were you setting lofty goals? Like I always tell people, like your goals should scare people. You should not say, I want to close a million dollars of business. If that's easy for you to do, your goal should be, I want to close $10 million of business in this year. So you have to look at where are you at with the goals that you've set? If you've already reached your goals and your goals were weak and you need to increase your goals, get realistic about where you're at so far this year with those goals. And then how are you measuring that? So if your goals are massive, are you measuring it on a closed deal basis? Are you getting granular with your measurement and saying, all right, my goals as a year was to close $5 million worth of business. People in marketing are like, my goal as a year was to bring in 265 inbound leads. But are you tracking it and measuring it on a weekly, monthly, daily basis? Or are you just looking at it from a quarterly annual standpoint? The thing with lofty goals is that you want to try and break it down into simplistic terms as far as look at it over a year, break it down to a month, break it down to a week, and then look at it from a daily standpoint. All of you know the activity that you have to do to generate these sales goals, generate the marketing activity to get those revenue numbers where you want them to be, but are you measuring it on such a granular basis that you're holding yourself or your team accountable to it? So you can say, I've got this much annual revenue that I'm trying to hit, which means this much per month. How much activity do I have to do in order to reach those? And if you're like, oh, I don't know, like I've never tracked that data, we don't have a system, whatever, you can take a good guess. You can guess that if you talk to 100 people, how many people are going to ask you for a quote? If you pitch to 20 people, how many people are going to say, you know what, I want to see a demo, I want to have a meeting, I want to see a quote on that? And then from all those quotes that you do, you know if I do X amount of quotes. If I send 10 quotes, how many clients can I close? So you have to break it down from a simplistic math standpoint of if I need to talk to 100 people to get two quotes out and I'm closing 50%, well, that's one client per 100 people you talk to. And this is not going to be an exact formula. But for the most part, if you talk to 200 people, there's a high likelihood that you should be able to close two clients from that. So that's how you figure out your weekly strategy is by working backwards from what you have seen has worked. Now, your tactics and your strategies of what you're setting for your goals may not be correct. You may be saying, I'm only doing phone calls. Or from a marketing standpoint, I'm only setting up campaigns and workflows and automation to this specific group and I'm not hyper-focused or I'm not doing email marketing but I'm doing trade shows. Like You have to look and be realistic on what's working because if something's not working very well, then you need to add other areas into the funnel to be able to say, I want to start doing trade shows, do a trade show, measure it. Was it successful? Are you getting the ROI even on an activity standpoint? And then from there, determine if you want to do more. But if you do something and it's really not working, or if you've been doing something, you're like, I'm not really seeing the ROI on this. Number one, it could be the way that you're executing the strategy. Maybe there's just some kinks in there to where you can make it smoother. Or number two, that strategy is just not going to work. We set up our strategies with our clients all the time. We break it into into key strategic ways of saying, we have to do stuff with the website, we have to send out email marketing, we have to create content, we have to push people on social, we have to create videos. Those are all tactics, but it's all about how you execute it and how everything comes together. But as you're doing these things, you have to measure, was that successful? Don't look at it on a quarterly basis, look at it on a weekly or even a daily basis. So that brings us into the next topic where we're going to talk about weekly activity. What should your weekly activity be like? You sales guys out there, I'm going to hit you hard with some weekly activity because I expect extremely highly and, and high engagement out of you guys because I did this for a decade. So I know what works. We train salespeople every day. I was literally just on a call with a sales team going through how they need to pitch their product, how they need to demo their stuff, and teaching them the types of activity that you need to do in order to get to the end result. So from a weekly activity standpoint, you guys may disagree with me and say, this isn't gonna work, but I'm here to tell you that it will in any of your industrial industries. Number one, you have to be making phone calls. Phone calls suck, cold calls suck, follow-up calls suck. You're not gonna get an answer or response most of the time, but it is a necessary evil. If you're ambitious, go after doing 500 cold calls a week. You may be looking at it like, dude, 500 cold calls a week? That is crazy. It really isn't. And we've got a video that we're going to be publishing on YouTube in the next week or two. So definitely subscribe to that channel where I spent like 55 minutes, under 60 minutes, and I made 35 cold calls in under 60 minutes. And out of those cold calls that I did, I got a lot of voicemails. I got people that said, we're not interested. But I did have a conversation with somebody for about, 15 minutes that resulted into an opportunity if you think that i'm too high on my horse to do it i will do it every day if i have the time i have no issue making cold calls you guys shouldn't either go into it knowing that if i make 100 phone calls i am not going to talk to 65 people you're going to be leaving 65 voicemails to maybe talk to 20 10 maybe five people out of 100 but it's all about that rinse and repeat activity so you have to set your weekly activity The B500 should only take you uh, roughly about two hours or so. If you're having in-depth conversations with people within those first hundred calls that you make in a day, maybe it takes you three and a half hours to do those cold calls. And maybe you wanna set that goal back to from 500 to 250, but you gotta start somewhere. The other side of it is you have to be paying attention on LinkedIn. You have to be building your network, sending out hundreds of messages a week if you have the network to support it, sending out connection requests to people, Hitting that limit, building your network, boosting your personal brand, boosting your company brand, you have to be doing it on a daily basis. Now, I have a video back earlier this year where I laid out exactly this is how much time you should spend on each thing. So you guys can go to the YouTube channel and check that out. But you have to look at everything from a weekly standpoint. Break it down weekly. Cold calls, emails, LinkedIn messages. You may say, oh, I'm, I'm not in marketing, so I'm not going to be doing emails myself. No, you should. If you have a CRM system and you have contacts assigned to you, whether it's Salesforce or HubSpot or however automated or aren't you are, whether it's even an Excel spreadsheet, you need to be reaching out to these people on a weekly basis. Work them through the list. Just go down your list, reach out to them. Next week, go on to the next section of the list, so on and so forth until you recycle back and go back to those first people. But you have to be doing it on a weekly basis. For the marketing people out there, industrial marketers, Just because you're in marketing doesn't mean that you don't have to look at things on a weekly basis. How many emails and how many people are you reaching out to this week? What videos are you posting? What content are you posting this week? How many things on social were you posting this week? You should be posting every single day. You should either have a marketing agency like MFG Tribe doing a lot of that activity for you, or if you're doing it in-house, you need to be doing it on a weekly basis because your whole job is to build brand awareness and inbound activity ideally for the salespeople to then come and close. So both sides of sales and marketing have to work closely together. Ideally, the person in charge understands that, especially in some of these manufacturing and industrial services company, that's one boss in charge of sales and marketing, but you have to take both sides of it, break it down to a weekly basis and say, this is the goals on a weekly basis, but the key is you have to track them and then hold people accountable if they're not hitting those goals. It seems super simple, but so often industrial companies are not following these simple practices. You end up getting delayed in things or things don't happen as quick as you want them to happen, and you say, we'll do that monthly, we'll do that quarterly, we'll look at this as a review, uh, as a department on a monthly basis, but if you have the, the resources or if you have a team working for you or if you have an outside agency looking at things from a weekly basis to be able to track and measure and then make adjustments to your strategy is the most effective way to do it. The next thing we're gonna talk about is tracking and measuring everything. So if you have a CRM system, hopefully you do. If you don't, there are cheap solutions that you can put into place. You can go to HubSpot right now and get a basic starter package for like 25 to 50 bucks a month. It's super affordable. If you wanna use the other systems like Zoho or Salesforce or things like that, it's really a small price to pay to be able to track and measure And so how can you possibly know if something's working, if you're not tracking the data, right? You're just relying on your memory. So if I've got a a salesperson that's making a hundred calls a week or a hundred calls a day, and I ask them, how is it working? And they say, well, you know, I really don't like it, but I've talked to a few people, you know, few is a relative term. Few meaning what? Like three or like 13. And so if you don't have a system to track that, then there's no way for you to hold those people accountable. If you can't, do an email marketing campaign and track the opens and track the clicks and break it down to a contact level, then you don't know if it's super effective. It's no different than if you look at your the marketing people looking at your Google Analytics and saying, I've got all this traffic, but is it good traffic or bad traffic? Are they going to the right places on your website? Are they engaging? Are they booking time to talk with you? Are they filling out RFQ forms, things like that? you have to be able to track it because how are you going to possibly know if things are working if you're not tracking the data behind it? So don't get stuck in it from the standpoint of like, we're using this system, the data's outdated, it's Q4, we're going to start a new system next year. Don't look at it from that standpoint. Don't look at Q4 as kind of like the segue into Q1 of next year and I'm just going to ride the waves until we get into Q1. And it's, it's just like from a personal standpoint, you want to diet, you want to start working out, you want to change something in your personal life instead of waiting for the future three months from now, make the change today. And you can say, all right, we're gonna put in a new system in, in January of next year because that's when my budget will allow me to do it. But in the meantime, for the next three months, I'm going to clean up all of the data in my existing system here so I'm not importing dirty data into the new system. So there's lots of things that you can do in Q4 and don't even look at it from a standpoint where I don't wanna market anymore to these people you can say, I'm going to clean up this data and I'm, I've got 10,000 contacts, but when I really break it down from a marketing standpoint, only 1,500 or 1,000 of them are actually active on a monthly or quarterly basis. So I'm going to talk to those people now. I'm going to send them those people, those strategic people content now while I clean up the other 9,000 or 8,500 before I bring them into the new system. That doesn't mean that you have to stop. And, and when you're marketing these people, it's not like, oh, I'm going to send them something for... Halloween and for Thanksgiving and for Christmas. I mean, really market to them, provide them with some sort of value, send them some content that you have, do a webinar, do a live, go live on LinkedIn, do something now in Q4 that you haven't done before and make the change immediate so that way you can try and boost up some activity and give you that momentum going into Q1 of next year instead of starting that momentum at that point. Go to the YouTube channel, subscribe to it, please. Look at all the video content we have on there. If you guys are interested in partnering with us, if you're interested in us doing the sales training for you, if you're us doing the marketing for you, you can go to mfgtribe.com, check it out, book a discovery call with us. We will tell you exactly what you need to do from a marketing standpoint to reach the goals that you have and stay tuned for all of our lives that are coming back twice a week. Mondays at noon Central Standard Time, Wednesdays at noon, And we will see you on the next one. Well, that's it for this episode. If you got value out of it, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with one person you know. And if you can, leave me a review because it really helps me out. If you want to check out my other content, go over to YouTube. I've got a channel over there as well as find me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook under my name, Kyle Mylan. I will see you on the next one.